Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I mentioned at the start of the show today the Turkish owned Corendron Airlines have finally come to my rescue because they're introducing a no children screaming, no stressed parents, no babies crying section on their airplanes. They're going to have an adult-only zone accessible to passengers over the age of 16. And I want to hear your on-flight, your in-flight experiences today. Um, How do you navigate screaming children on flights? Or do you? Do you just, just as part and parcel of us, just suck it up, say nothing? Uh, I'm all on board. Sign me up, though, for the adult-free zone. Caroline is with us on the line. Caroline, would you pay for this? No, Andrea, I don't think I would. I'd um, be very sceptical about how the airline would uh, would hope to achieve soundproofing for a section of the plane. I know anybody who's been on a plane and, and uh, been subjected to a child's piercing screams know that, knows that there's just no getting away from it. Yeah. I mean, are they going to erect a soundproof barrier or is it just <laughs> a case of putting up a curtain? Uh, you know, I just can't imagine how they would guarantee that for your 45 euro or whatever it is they could guarantee you a sound a child soundproof seat on a plane yeah 45 euros that's the uh, that's the price tag for the little yeah, bit of I, re- rest and relaxation on board yeah i mean i you know maybe if it was a, first of all I, I i'm lucky enough in that i can sleep on a flight so i just uh, put in the earplugs and fall asleep as soon as i get on the plane but i have you know, uh, an odd occasion had a child crying on the plane when I was on the plane. And, uh, you know, it, it can be disruptive for some passengers, but um, I'm lucky enough that it wouldn't ultimately bother me because I'm asleep. But uh, I, I again, I would just say I'm not sure how they would hope to achieve this. And uh, maybe from the point of view of not having a child kicking at the back of your seat or pawing at your, your, your console yeah. in front of you. I mean, I've been on planes, flights where adults have kicked the back of my seat. Well, that's so, the thing. You know, it's not the domain of children to do this yeah, and to be annoying. So, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I don't think I, I would pay the 45 euro. I mean, I yeah, I think it would be a bit excessive now for something that I can't imagine would be very effective ultimately. What about you, Julie? Julie is on the line as well, Caroline. Will you pay for the kid-free oh, zone? I, Andrea, I would happily pay happily pay the 50 euro or whatever it is. I've been on flights where um, young people have been kicking the back of my seat and I've actually had to tell them to stop because the parents do nothing. Um, I've also been on a flight where there are children screaming. What can you do? You can only give the parents a hard stare, but I do feel for ones with babies, but not, you know, six-year-olds, eight-year-olds. They should know better. Um, So, yeah, I, I... happily pilot. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, I, mean, I totally take Caroline's point around how do you actually introduce this on board, but I, I'm sort of surprised that Michael O'Leary and Ryanair or other airlines haven't introduced something like this previously. Well, especially for long, long-haul long flights. I mean, you might be able to put up with it for an hour or two hours. Oh, yeah, I'm not talking about but, London, but... but... I they've been doing this in Asia for long-haul flights since 2013. They have a kid-free zone. Because obviously, it's, you know, you're, you're doing three-hour, four-hour flights. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd definitely pay for a, what I consider to be a long-haul flight. 
that's over three over three hours or even over two hours. Yeah, this texture here says I was flying back from Ibiza and I had twins. They were two years of age. They never stopped crying from the time we were waiting to board the aircraft and all of the three-hour flight. Where were the sitting? Right next to me. I wanted to jump off of the parachute if only, says this texter. Another listener, 10 euros extra for adults all up the front as they get off quicker and take 10 euros off the kids' fare and send them all down the back as they're slower to get off the plane. Uh, this listener has found a much cheaper way of introducing the um, the child-free zone. Lauren Dublin says, I definitely pay extra to sit in an adult-only aircraft seat, just like I choose adult-only hotels, which are extremely popular. I think it's actually down to poor parenting out there, according to Lar. Is that fair, Bianca? Hi, uh, Rachel. Well, sort of, and uh, not really. Um, I think that it's it's very misconceptional there because... I'm I'm a parent myself. I've been on the other side where I have been traveling with no kids, having no kids and hearing those kids screaming. And now I'm traveling and I usually travel long haul. Um, I have family in Brazil where I go to visit. And having a, the last time I went, uh, my six-year-old at the moment was two. It was a nightmare traveling with him. He was tired. I was tired. Everyone was tired. We had brought tablets. We had brought sweets. We had brought coloring pencils, everything and anything under the sun to try to keep them, um, you know, um, <laughs> keep them calm. And it doesn't always work out the way you want it to work out. And absolutely, you get those people that look at you and sympathize with all the hard work you're trying to put in not to disturb other people. And of course, those they are the parents that give you that that get the hard stares as well, and the parents that do nothing about yeah. it and don't really prepare themselves. Of course, there's the two sides of the two coins. Yeah. But um, as a parent with young kids on the plane, I would absolutely 100% love to have that section on the plane where I wouldn't be getting the hard stares of the other people that want the peace and quiet. Because believe me, you, I'd want the peace and quiet too. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, anyone, really anyone I know with kids would absolutely. I mean, they'd love the idea. That yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, long hauls, you're traveling, you're, you're paying more anyways for the flight. What's 45 euros more to guarantee peace and quiet? Yeah, well, that's, just, that's how, <laughs> do you, know, how do you know yeah. it's going to be guaranteed, though, is, is probably the issue. You see, it's not fair, Julie, though, to, to blame the parents, is it? Well, I think it's fair to blame the parents when the, when the kids are six to eight years of age and they're kicking the back of your seat. It's not fair, you know, if the child is screaming because, you know, it's afraid or it's a baby or whatever. Yeah. I can accept Sore that. ears or whatever, but, yeah. But, you know, there's an age gap, you know, a generation thing where you, you, you can actually turn around. And as I said, I've actually spoken to the child rather than to the parent. And what response did you get? Uh, I got a very hard look from the mother, but nothing was said and the child stopped kicking. But yeah. I've been a teacher for goodness knows how long and I know how to speak to children. <laughs> You see, that's the thing, Bianca, though. Most most parents, though, I imagine, I mean, if their kids were, you know, as Julie says, seven and eight years of age and kicking the back of someone's seat, most parents will tell them to stop. Absolutely. And yeah, there is, a, as I said before, the two sides to the to the coin. Um, there is poor parenting out there, but there is good parenting and there are scared children. I mean, like, um, 
I don't think I'd ever turn around to an underage and hard speak hard to them. I'd probably ask the parents first and try to, you know, <laughs> I have a conversation there. Um, regardless of where I am or what situation I'm in, yeah. um, I'd always try the parents first. You know, is that your child is kicking the back of my seat? Would you do you mind telling them to stop? Or, you know, I come from a very big family though, and we all have kids, and we kind of when one cousin is beating the other cousin, we usually talk to each other and say, "Hey, here, your child." you know um, but absolutely no you can't beat the parents every time it's not there's a very it's a misconception out there yeah. people having kids is not a good thing anymore it's not a good thing financially it's not a good thing for people prefer pets <laughs> but even pet owners sometimes want to bring the pets in the airplane so you know you have a market for everything else. well I'm not going to lie there's paying. quite a few texts actually from listeners <laughs> suggesting that maybe we should go a step further and ban uh, ban children from, from airplanes now not even not even I go that far this listener says God almighty if we turned into such a contrary miserable unsympathetic pathetic lot. So what if a baby or a toddler cries in a flight? Get over yourself. And I agree with the First Lady. How are they going to make this happen? We'll, be, we'll soon yeah, there you go, we'll soon be banning children from travelling altogether. What about you Lily? Do you agree? Good afternoon Andrea. Well actually I was just thinking there that the, the people who were trying to introduce this they were kids themselves. That's very true. And I probably was the crying child. And mine would cry when I bring them so but it's not to blame the parents, but I actually think it's a, it's a very good idea if they can come up with a structure to keep the sound barrier. And then maybe a lot of people would probably go for that option. They'd pay the 45 or 50 or whatever mm. and give it, uh, let's have it both ways so that parents don't have to check with kids on a flight. It's not easy when you have, when you have kids because you can bring colour and pencils, you can bring everything with you, but... It doesn't always work because kids get tired, they get stressed out on a flight and I think if they just give the option to, I think a lot of people would actually pay for the peace and quiet, but not they're not saying that they don't want kids on flight. It's very tough to turn around to a parent and say, your child, your child is kicking the back of my seat. What can the parent do? The parent is restricted. When you're on a plane, you're restricted with kids and you, you, you feel bad and we shouldn't make parents feel bad about this but if there is an option out there let the people who wish to go on that let them go I don't know about kicking the seat I, I think you can definitely ask them to stop well I, uh, my well okay I have six I have six kids and they didn't seem to do anything like that because I had them told when they were young I, I told them every day when you go somewhere you have to have respect for other yeah. people and I give them all the details the foundation but like tough on parents when they're trying to bring the kids on holidays and kids get tired and, and even though they say to the kids now won't you be good on the plane and all that blah 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 but kids get tired Andrea and, and, and I totally totally understand about parents bringing kids on flight and they're thinking oh my god the child is going to start cry- crying and blah blah and it's, it's very tough to turn around and say to someone um, your child is kicking my seat like what what, what what can they do in, in that moment? Well, 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 Bianca, what would you do in that scenario? Me? No, I'm, Bianca, you, you mentioned, Bianca, Bianca yeah. you have young kids at the moment, don't you? 
Yeah, I would happily take it. I would happily apologise. Maybe I didn't see it. If I saw it, believe me, you, my child would not be kicking for two. If I saw them kicking, I would be the parent that would tell them to stop straight away. And they know from a very young age. So they would look at me, they would see the eyes and they would stop. Yeah, the look (laughs) of fear. (laughs) Exactly. That look of fear that we all saw from our parents. (laughs) But um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I would not mind. I would be so apologetic that I didn't see in the first place and that my child disturbed someone. Now, everybody works hard, though. Everybody has family somewhere else. We've turned into, like, the world is very cultural at the moment. Everyone travels everywhere. Everyone lives everywhere. So people from Ireland are living all over the world. People from all over the world are living in Ireland. So to ban children from airplanes, I mean, how are we supposed to go visit family yeah. then? Like, well, we're we're haven't, we haven't gone. We are, we're not banning kids, them completely you know, yet tonight. Yeah, but what we are doing yeah. is we're talking about the child-free area. It's going to be, um, yes. it'll be at the front of the plane. Amazing. 93 it's, seats reserved for people over the age of 16. You'll pay 45 quid to sit in it and then it'll be separated from the rest rest of the plane by walls and curtains. You probably want more walls than curtains though, wouldn't you? Well, um, This texture says, flying with noisy children, it's a hell of a lot better than flying with a shower of drunks, um, particularly Hindus or women or uh, even drunk stag parties, according to this listener. This texture says, we were coming back from Malaga two years ago. Myself and my husband were both senior citizens. My husband put back the seat and the woman behind him was very annoyed. She proceeded for the three-hour flight to kick a seat the whole flight. So it's not just children who cause hassle. I absolutely hate when people put their seat back. I, I like. I really think there's zero need for it, and particularly if it's on a two-hour flight. Whatever about if you were flying uh, to Singapore or something, but I definitely don't think in a two-hour flight you need to put back your seat. Kathy uh, is on the line as well. Kathy, would you pay to sit in the child-free zone? No, absolutely not. No, I honestly don't know what all the fuss is about. I mean, like. Kids are kids. We're all kids. And I just kind of feel like the majority of parents, and don't get me wrong, I've spoken about this before, have listened to Mickey Mouse for three hours on, you know, uh, flights and had the seats kicked and stuff like that. People are very quick, I think, to just have no tolerance for kids. Like, I could understand somebody maybe on a long-haul flight if they need to work or whatever. But I agree with Caroline, first of all, how are they going to make it, um, you know, soundproof? But the uh, the other thing I would kind of feel is like, I think adults are actually worse than kids yeah. because kids don't uh, like set out to be, oh, I'm going to kick that person in front of me just for fun or I'm going to scream because, you know, my ears are hurting me on on a plane or whatever. Um, so I think kids get a lot, a lot of hard okay. stick. Yeah, I blame, okay, parents, fair enough, if they don't do anything about it. But like that, I mean, I very rarely had a situation with a little a little person where, if you don't say something to them nicely, like, hey, pet, you know, would you mind stop to kicking my seat? You're hurting my back there or whatever. I mean, I'd say 99.9% of kids would just stop. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, um, no, I, I so don't Do you think agree. we're being unfair to children in this case? Well, to kids, yeah, because kids really don't know any better in, in most cases. But, okay, parents, bad parents. But I agree totally with the, uh, I think adults are worse particularly with the whole public transport, whether it's planes, it's trains, it's buses, they're far worse than kids. Absolutely far worse, roaring and shouting on mobile phones. 
you hear every minute detail of their personal lives. Yeah, yeah. And quite often it's it's the adults exactly like that on flights where they're absolutely hammered getting on the plane. Yeah. And they're roaring and shouting and they're, you know, having a full, full-blown conversation at the top of their voice. Give me kids any day. <laughs> you know yeah, I know there's another texter here who says, I'd much rather a small child um, sit beside me on a flight than an adult who thinks they're entitled to use my seat space for their elbow or their knees, according to this listener. Yeah, another texter not ha- Yeah, another texter complaining about people putting their seat back as well. I was actually on a um, long haul flight, or it was about six hours maybe earlier this year, and I was in the very, very, very back row. It was an Erlingus flight, and it was just three seats and three seats, just like your your normal standard plane. And it, um, I was in the very back row, and the person in front of me put their seat back and had it back the whole way. But of course, because I was in the back row seat, I couldn't put mine back for the six hours with this on top of me, and it was just an absolute nightmare. I swore never again I'll definitely pay to pick a seat next time round. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about only adult zones. Um, this is on the new, on the Turkish-owned Corindon Airlines. They're going to be introduced for people over the age of 16 and it's going to be up the very front of the plane. They'll have 93 seats. No children can sit in these seats at all and you're going to be separated then from the rest of the plane. There'll be walls and curtains and you'll pay 45 quid to sit there and I think it's a brilliant idea. I don't understand how more airlines haven't already introduced something like this. This texter says, I travel a huge amount for work and I can tell you disruptive kids are a rare thing. Far more disruption from drunken passengers, groups of men and women shouting and talking really loud all about their partying and nights out. Adults are far worse than kids. People sticking their feet between your seats and the armrest. Women hanging their long hair over the back of the seat into your tray area. Snoring from passengers and farts as well, <laughs> says this texter. Own is on the line. Own, you think there's um, a less extreme solution to having kid-free zones on planes? Yes, Andrea. I think uh, just invest in a pair of noise cancellation headphones. You know, the goal for as cheap as about 70 quid. And you can, you know, you can pay the vast amounts first as well. You get better quality. But they really are a game changer. They, you know, they cancel out the surrounding ambient noise. And you're literally in your own little bubble. So you can't hear any kids, any any other disruptive passengers or anything. Yeah. And you can bring them anywhere. You know, you can bring them on the train. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm terrible with, you know, public transport. I just want to be in my own little bubble and just get on with it, you know. So I think I, I, I spent about 150 on a pair and it's done me now for the past two years and they're fantastic. I never leave the house without them. I have a friend I was talking to this morning and he made the same point that he actually has an app, like a white noise app. And that that yeah. has been game changing on flights. Yeah, that's that's basically what the noise cancellation does. You know, it, it, it there's a little mic on the headphones and it picks up those sound waves coming around you, and it it puts in the headphones the opposite sound waves, so they cancel each other out. And uh, like, I don't think many people really know how you know, how much of a game changer they, well, they are. I had you noise cancelling headphones before, and to be honest, Owen, I I didn't find them much good. But maybe I need to invest in a better pair. <laughs> I think the technology is, is increased, especially with the new Sony ones that have been there for the past couple of years. The technology is just there at the moment. That You know, I had a pair maybe about five years ago and it wasn't good either, but it's really, it has gotten a lot more cheaper and, you know, it works a lot better these days as well. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nearly nearly dangerous sometimes if you're out on the footpath. You, need, you nearly want to keep, uh, there's also like a, a mic that would... Um, which cause would amplify the noise around you if you're in that type of situation, yeah. you know, or 
even with my partner now, she you know she likes going for walks and she she wouldn't have her headphones in because of the noise cancellation. But then if we got one that actually broadcast the noise outside, so you kind of you you're a bit more safer as so well. So invest you know? invest in good headphones and there's no need for child free zones and planes. No, it's overkill. What, yeah. <laughs> what, what what about you, Simon? Do you agree with the with owning that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have to, and I have to agree with um, the texture. Um, the texture read out just before that. Um, in my experience, since um, you know the deregulation and the, the expansion of ultra low cost carriers, uh, the problems on aircraft seem to be caused um, more by adults. What have you and, experienced? Uh, um, yeah, traveling to certain destinations on certain airlines. Um, loud and unruly passengers, obviously intoxicated. And uh, if you look, the the problem is quite prevalent in the US as well, uh, especially post-COVID, particularly with passengers screaming at parents with infant children who can't help their crying because obviously, you know, it's very difficult for a young child to be on an aircraft. And obviously uh, quite a lot of drunken, unruly passengers over there, which has led to prosecutions. Yeah, a lot of people very annoyed, actually. It all comes back to the boozing and planes. A lot of people very annoyed about that. Like Seamus in Wexford as well, he says, the real issue is obnoxious adults full of drink and flights. It's not the small kids. I was coming back from Spain recently with my wife and the couple in the row behind us were so hungover, they were vomiting for almost the entire flight. It was absolutely appalling behaviour. So you think it's more to do, it's more obnoxious adults then as well, Simon? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but children can't help if they're you know, screaming or crying on a plane, adults can, of course, um, you know, decide how they want to behave on an aircraft. And we already saw there's an Aer Lingus flight diverted to, um, uh, to Spain this week and it's uh, en route to Lanzarote because of unruly behaviour. Um, this didn't happen as much um, back when it was only full-service carriers and legacy carriers operating aircraft, whereby a flight to London would cost you, but a return trip mm. would now cost you to the USA. So, yeah, it all adds up. Yeah. This listener, Rose, has got in touch and says the entitlement the parents feel when they start, it starts at the boarding gate as they get to go ahead of everybody else that have actually paid for priority boarding. A real pet peeve for Rose. The worst experience this listener says I've had was a woman putting her feet between the seats. I had to put up with a plane. I'd put up with a plane full of kids um, much sooner than ever have to experience that again. This listener says people complaining about others reclining their seat have no consideration. Passengers purchase the seat, not the right to control how others sit in their seats. I have a bad back and I'm on a flight for over an hour. I need to recline the seat slightly or I'd be unable to walk for days afterwards, says this texter. Uh, they're getting in touch because I was given out about um, the person in front of me putting back reclining their seat when I was in the very back row and couldn't, had no option to recline the seat. Um, never, ever again will I not pick a seat and pay for it as a result of that experience. What about you, Lar? Are you in favour of child-free zones? I think it's, it's, it's very difficult when people have young children and that child might have, you know, been affected by their ears. Um, you kind of have to make an allowance and empathise a certain amount. They're young children, but when you have the Jewies, Joeys and the Judies, and they decide they want to dismantle the overhead, you know, air system or the masks or whatever, I kind of you look at it and you're saying, when's this kid going to stop poking at this? You know, and that could have you on edge, especially if you're not a good traveller. If you're not a good traveller, then, you know, it doesn't help the situation. But it is, I feel, Mummy and Daddy just needs to talk to 
the kids if they're at that age. So you're blaming it's the parents? Very, it's not so much. Yeah, you might have a child that's unruly. Well, listen to mommy and daddy. And sometimes it might be you that needs to take, empower the, how do you say, the situation and say, look, you need to behave. Mommy and daddy tired. You know, and let the child, if it's, if it's, how would you say, old enough to understand you. Yeah. But nine times out of ten, the kids are younger. And it's, I think it's the pressure in the planes, really, because there was a little lad a long time ago. And the dad was just, he just kept apologising and apologising. And I said, look, it's okay. I said, don't worry about it, because I had kids of my own, you know, they were small. And the child's ears were just, I never heard the child scream as much. Mm. But I put the blanket, you know, the little blanket you can have. Yeah. They give you kind of, I wrapped that up and just said to the child, put your head there, you know. And the dad was looking at me going, hello, he's going to lie down on top of you. But yeah, he did. Yeah. Fell asleep. He had his two arms over, up near my neck, kind of. <laughs> he fell asleep for the two hours and it was great. Yeah. I didn't care about the weight of him. So you just... You just have to, yeah, make the allowance for it, you know. Do you, um, Steph is with us as well, Lars. Are we being unfair to children, Steph? No, I like, yeah, I think it's kind of, it's a tricky one because I have two girls and I live in Portugal and I travel back and forth a lot. And like I was saying earlier, like I dread coming back just because I know there's so many people who have so little tolerance, you know, for children and like that. You know, if it's not developmentally appropriate for a child to be able to sit still for like that length of time, they have to move about. And children, or parents are generally doing everything they can. Like parents don't want their kids pulling on chairs or, you know, shouting and screaming. But like there's also an element of some kids have, you know, neurodivergencies and they can't control themselves, you know, to a large degree. And it's hard, like, you know. So I just, what I, kind of the main thing for me was like, I just felt sad, like listening to people just giving out constantly about kids when, yeah. like, it's not their fault, like, you know, and it's generally not the parents' fault either, like. Well, like, when they're kicking the right, back of the seat, that's, that's a little different though. If they're kind of, yeah, of course, like, but if the parents, sure most parents are going to tell their children, please, like, stop doing that or try and distract them or give them snacks or give them, like, you want to see the amount of stuff I carry on the lane just to try and distract my really? girls. But like, there's so much stuff like you can't control as a parent, you know, especially when they're like, say, two, four, five, you know, and if they had some sort of, you know, if they had ADHD, like that, their brain physically, like they cannot do it, like, you know, and it's not really fair to take it out on the parents either when they're trying, most parents, I know there are some, of course, mm. but most parents are trying their best and they don't want that either, you know. Do you, do you agree, Chris? Most parents are trying that. their best. No. No, I don't. Um, as a parent myself, more than once, um, I don't understand why parents can't use a very soft, gentle shh. You know, you walk around a supermarket these days and kids are screaming at the top of their heads. And the parents don't stop and just turn around to quieten them. You know, it, it's your job as a parent. If you've got children that are making that amount of noise, and I spent four hours on a flight. Uh, to Greece recently, and the screaming of two or three groups of kids, everyone was looking at each other and saying, like, why aren't the parents saying something? And uh, we're all too afraid to say it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just a gentle, shh, calm down. But they say nothing. It's, it's like they're totally uh, unaware that, that, that the child is doing that or, or whatever. Is it- I mean, I, I would... 
the the kids kicking, obviously you you turn around and say something. You know, when kids sometimes on the row in front of you lean, stand up and lean back and start saying it. And and I would simply say, sorry, Tim, this is my space. But as Steph Steph said, though, Chris, most most parents do, though. Most parents intervene. I, I don't see it anywhere near as often as not, to right. be honest. And and, and um, I just don't understand. It's as if it's like you're not allowed to say anything to your children anymore. Is that a fair point, and, and Steph? Like, and I, I'm sorry. Like, it depends. I think it's a generational thing as well, and I'm not trying to make any assumptions, but, like, there are different ways. There Every day, every year, there's new research done how to deal with kids, and everyone chooses what they choose when they become a parent. And it's not fair to say everyone's too soft. Like, you have no idea what that parent may have said to the child that you didn't see or you chose not to see because maybe your bias is to see the negative in what's happening. So, I don't know. I don't agree with that. Do you... Come on, ahead. Yeah. Your job as a parent is to bring up your child and absolutely some children do have difficulties that that make it harder for some parents. But... Part of being part of society is you don't abuse everybody else's space, hearing, whatever it might be. The parent's job is to control the situation and and talk to their children in a really kind, loving way. But it's not fair. I would never let my kids, I would never let my kids, well, then you need to try harder. You need to set it up. You need to do some work. What's your suggestion of trying harder, shouting at your child? If it doesn't, if no, softly, softly no. doesn't work. What's your suggestion? You try harder. There's two, there's two ways you try harder. If you know that your child is not particularly well behaved on, on journeys, things like that, you plan to bring entertainment for them. You yeah, plan and you to do bring, bring entertainment and it doesn't calm. work. Then what? Then, then you need to talk to them before the thing happens and explain what's and going to happen. And you talk to them before and you, and you explain, explain and you show them, them pictures and you do everything and then what? It's very easy to sit there and say all these things, but, like, people aren't empathetic towards, like, people who are having difficulties with their children and genuinely trying. I understand there are children and parents and parents who just don't try at all. I see that, too, and it's it's awful. I hate seeing that. Yeah, and it's those ones I'm talking to. I say I 100% understand that some kids are, for all sorts of reasons, just not not able to deal with certain scenarios and their parents are trying their best, whatever. I just don't ever hear, shh, calm down, ever. Do you think you know, it's not probably difficult, saying it's not it because they're embarrassed, because people like you are staring at them? No, I never stare at people like that. I, I wouldn't do it. I just want, I go about my own business. It's none of my business how it happens or what they do. It's just disappointing. I always feel for the child to not understand the, the limits of what can and can't be. Do you, you, know, you know that like, up to, up me to the to age of the world. seven, children can't, like, physically in their brain, they can't understand it. Like, it's child well, development, I, psychology. Do you understand that? Like, I, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I don't accept that for one second. I've had three okay. kids that have grown up, they've traveled, and they've fully understood that what's acceptable not not acceptable. Do you... Um, no, maybe some kids don't, but I don't... But I, I really don't... Okay. Do you, I don't know why. K- K- Kieran is with us as well. Kieran, would you pay to sit in the kid-free zone? Just, just before I say anything else, I'd just like to congratulate Steph on being very um, tolerant of the views of that other caller there, because every parent right now is screaming at the radio um, that a simple 
and asking a child of maybe two years of age to calm down is simply not how it works, and that's obviously coming from a non-parent. Uh, as a parent of three boys who's always flown with them on foreign flights and never had an issue with any of them, my view simply is that as an adult, if you have a problem with my child, then I have a problem with you. And also, I, I have a little problem with you as well, Andrea, because you said at the top of the program, like, you know, oh, praise the Lord, this is long yeah, overdue, et cetera, et cetera. It's a great time. Well, I think that's really intolerant and really intolerant of both children and children, families with young children, because as Steph has pointed out, there are challenges with, you know, with, with traveling with young children, et cetera, and that's all very well. But, I mean, I think that the, the, the text, some of the texts and callers have already pointed out the greater challenges that exist with, with older people, with adults, with drunken fag parties, yeah, yeah. drunken adults who are, who are moving around the place. Oh, don't worry. But what's f- really reprehensible is that somebody can come on the radio and express a view that might prevent a family from traveling. I was on the way back from the Canary Islands years ago, and a little guy got in beside me about three or four years of age, and the parents were so nervous, and I was chatting. So, and the little guy fell asleep on my arm, and the, the, were, the parents were apologizing. And I said, what are you apologizing? We're leaving there. He's fine. Don't move him. Yeah. And when we got off the plane, they were so thankful because they said it was really stressful traveling with him, etc. But I think we need to be much more tolerant. But this, this idea that children are robots and they should behave in a way that we'd ideally like them to behave is just simply not true. But it's a fact of life that children sometimes misbehave, children sometimes cry, and if you've got a problem with that, then maybe you shouldn't be on the plane. <laughs> because that's what happens. Yeah. Children cry. Yeah, fair enough. And, and, and ironically, I, I probably was the crier on the flight, uh, Kieran. I've no, no doubt of that a number of years ago as well. This listener says, I was on a flight to Amsterdam this summer and a group of adults who, um, who had their seating split up. Oh yeah, they were walking up and down the plane for the entire flight, shouting up and down, back and forth while my own kids were quiet and so well behaved. Adults are the bigger issue than kids on flights no doubt about it. This listener says, if I wasn't able to control my kids' behaviour, I wouldn't take a flight. Another listener, if you let your kids behave like animals 90% of the time, they won't behave the other 10% when they're instructed to. This texter says, I have no kids, but my siblings do. And I think the problem is that parents are oblivious to the noise the kids make, so they don't even realise how much it can bother other people who don't have children. This listener says, anyone who complains and gives parents hard stares should take a long jump. Travelling is the most stressful thing that you can do with any child. I'd rather sit next to the screaming children than the overweight person who takes both armrests and spreads out so that I'm squashed over to one side of my seat. Where's the text from one view? Another listener, a child screaming completely ruins the start of a holiday. We can't bear it. I would definitely pay for child-free zones. Who knew the adult area only in the flight was going to be so controversial? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.